Welcome to Full Circle with Circle Capital, where we'll be connecting the dots between the region's huge growth potential and businesses that are also people plus planet friendly. Through this mini-series, we'll bring you the insider's view by featuring the unique perspectives of those who are actively building a bridge between impact investing, sustainability, and profit across Southeast Asia. I'm Karina Basrayan of Climate Starts with C, and today we're coming to you from Singapore, where we'll be exploring why impact investing is so important right now. And joining us today to talk more about it is Patty Chu. Now, Patty is the co-founder and managing partner of Mana Impact and head of impact investment at Silverstrand Capital. She is an experienced cross-disciplinary professional with a background rooted in economics and finance. Her sectors of expertise include access to finance, education, climate, and nature. She is passionate about mobilizing investments for climate and nature, as well as working with different stakeholders to scale business innovations to create a more circular and regenerative economy where there is a balance between people, the planet, and profit. Patty is a native of Argentina and has working experience in Latin America, the United States, Asia, and Europe. She has a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration at the, from the University of Richmond and an MA in International Development and Economics from the Johns Hopkins School of Advanced International Studies. She speaks Spanish, Chinese, Portuguese, and Danish on top of English. Wow, that is a woman of many talents. Patty, thank you so much for joining us today. It's an honor to have you. Thank you, Karina, for having me thank today. Thank you. Now, okay, to kick things off for our uh, talk today, can you explain to us how and why does impact investing matter? Yeah, um, well, <clears throat> I think that, you know, the current way of um, investing, when you hear the word investing, um, it's mainly driven for profit. And yeah. obviously that should be it. Mm -hmm. Um, however, I think that we are not considering um, all of the factors um, that come into play. Yeah. So at the moment, um, nature, for example, um, it's not accounted in that um, calculation mm -hmm. and it has no value. Right. And so I think as impact investors or impact investing, um, there's clearly an intention to create a greater, greater good in mm -hmm. addition to uh, making a financial return yep. on it. But uh, I think the point is that we should be thinking about it in a holistic manner. Mm. Um, so profit is good, yeah. um, but it could it shouldn't be at the expense of everything else. Yeah. So there's balance nature, between yeah, the two. Yeah. Exactly. Right. No, that's so important. I think. I mean, impact investing is such a hot topic right now, mm -hmm. and it's a wagon everyone seems to be jumping yeah. on. Right. And but I think it's also at the same time still a bit complex as to understanding what it actually is and mm. the true meaning of of impact investing mm. and um, with that being said I feel like some people are still confused as to how to do it the right way now what do you think is the key reason people still confuse impact with ESG and 
philanthropy. Yeah, because I think that when you combine those two yeah. words together, mm-hmm. they are quite confusing. It's the key words that's <laughs> very important here. Yeah, yeah. People think investing. Oh, it's financial, financial profit. Then you yeah. put impact. People right. think, oh, that's for you know philanthropic right. goodwill. Sort and, of, and how does um, the two sort of come together? Right. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's why mm-hmm. there's so much confusion. Right. Um. There is the the term I think was coined by the Rockefeller mm-hmm. Foundation mm-hmm. or uh, about 15 years ago. So it's a relatively, I guess, new word. Yeah. Um. And so when you talk about defining it. There's no clear like parameters of right. what that means, right? I think the key is like having the right intention, being able to measure the impact that yeah. one is creating beyond the financial returns. Right. Um, but the truth is that there is a spectrum, like in anything else. Right. Um, within the impact investing world, there's those. There are those that focus more on the financial side mm-hmm. or the investing side, mm-hmm. and then put impact as a kind of good to have, you know, um, and those that. Really Really focus on the impact first, yeah. and, and then, then say, "Hey, you know, if it's sustainable, and I could get my principal, you know, investment capital back, right and I could yeah. recycle it, mm-hmm. that's also impact investing. Yeah. Because philanthropy, um, traditional philanthropy, yeah. you know, you give away mm-hmm. the money, mm-hmm. and you don't really see it back. Yeah, you don't right? think about it. Yeah, yeah. and uh, and so I think you know, there's a lot, definitely a lot more awareness about ESG mm-hmm. and. Good and bad, maybe you know. Some people say there are a lot of organizations that are greenwashing because mm-hmm. it's sort of you know the the hot topic of of the day. Um, but in general, I think that it's still a positive trend that right. people are you know I guess aware yeah. about it compared to you know ten years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I can go on about like what is right. the difference yeah. between like you know impact investing and ESG. But the main differentiation is that you know ESG. Is really in house. Mm-hmm. So, as a company, for example, you know, are you um, taking care of your employees? Yeah. You know, in the social part of it, you know, do you have a good board in place so mm-hmm. that you know, I guess, investors right. or stakeholders can be, you know, you can be accountable to them. Yeah. And then, like on the environmental side, I mean, does are you wasting energy? Do you know where your you know supply chain you know yeah. comes from? Right. And uh, so it's very internal. So. I think actually, as a company, you technically should—I mean, ideally, not technically—ideally, you、mm-hmm. should do both. Yeah. Run your house well, but also as a responsible citizen,、uh, yeah. be able to do more do to give、part. back to the、Absolutely. community as well. Yeah. Now,、um, just getting to know you more, you have such an interesting background. You were born and raised in Argentina, in Latin America. Now, connecting the dots as to where you are now and doing what you do now,、mm-hmm. what inspired you? What pushed you? Is it because you know you you now you live in in Singapore, in、mm. Southeast Asia? You grew up in Latin America.、Mm. Both are regions that is quite prone to climate change. Is、yeah. that something that also drove you to really be invested in this space now? So yeah, I think my upbringing did have a you know a influence、yeah. on the work that I'm doing today.、Mm-hmm. Um, so my my family comes from China originally、yeah. and immigrated、uh, to to、mm-hmm. Argentina. 
Latina. So I think there was always been this um, uh, kind of idea of, you know, we, we have to be grateful right. for, for what we have yeah. and um, we, we have to give back. Mm-hmm. And so I think um, for me, mm-hmm. the role model, you know, into, you know, in, I guess growing up was that, you know, you have to um, make it. Yeah. So you have to be successful as a business person or a professional. Mm-hmm. And then at some point you can give back. Right. Um, but I think what really changed my perspective in life was also uh, was the fact that I was in New York during 9-11. Yeah. Um, wow. So, um, yeah, I was quite young. Mm. But I think um, it just made me realize that, you know, life is short. Yeah. And I don't, yeah, I, I want to yeah, do something that is work hard and achieve meaningful. so much. But at the end of the day, when you're not giving back and sharing to others, what does it really mean, right? Yeah. Yeah. And to to the kind of contrast or similarities yeah. between yeah Latin America, Southeast Asia, I think they're both, I guess, still um, emerging yes. economies. Yes. Yeah. Um, there's also a lot of um, natural capital right. um, as an asset, mm-hmm. um, indigenous communities yeah. as well. Um, so I was always, I always grew up in the city, actually. Uh, Would you consider yourself a city girl? <laughs> I'm a city girl, <laughs> but um, but uh, and but that's the irony of life, yeah. right? Um, but I've always cared about the environment. Mm-hmm. So uh, if I go back in time and um, I volunteer for Greenpeace, you know, oh, I, I awesome. did all these yeah. uh, things. But and but I think coming from a yeah Asian family, I, I was never allowed to pursue that as a career. Yeah, you had uh, to sort of do something that's guaranteed <laughs> will get you somewhere. <laughs> Life, right? Yeah, so I feel you. <laughs> that was a, a good hobby. Yes. And you can do that mm-hmm. uh, in your spare time. Uh, <laughs> After and, work. Yeah. So I'm I'm really, yeah. So I, you know, my I started my career um, in the financial sector. Yeah. Um, I realized that that was um, a great experience, mm-hmm. but it was not really my calling. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah. yeah. So, you know, starting Mana Impact was really merging uh, both the experience that I had, you know, um, I guess, learn from being in, in the uh, private sector or in the financial sector, yeah. but merging it with my interest in development issues, mm-hmm. social issues, and environmental issues. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so I'm really um, grateful to right. be in this position. Now you yeah. get to do the professional work and your hobby yeah. and combine them into <laughs> one. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's, that's really the best because you get to sort of... Um, share your knowledge into something that's uh, purposeful right? yeah now with um mana impact uh, you guys provide advisory on three specific investment themes which is land and agriculture and oceans uh sorry land and agriculture oceans and coastal <laughs> zones and biodiversity and nature-based solutions can you maybe share a bit with us on why you chose those particular themes and how do you think they are relevant to today's situation? Yeah, great question. Um, so we got to, um, I guess, you know, really hone in on these areas yeah. for various different reasons. So one of them, I think I alluded to, like the interest in, in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, and then from an economic perspective, right. I mean, nature, um, our current economy is more than 50% yeah. dependent of uh, natural commodities. Mm-hmm. or natural capital we benefit from the ecosystem service 
services that nature serves us. Um, and so it, it was clear, um, yeah, both from an opportunity perspective, as well as like personal interest. And also just that, yeah, we don't, I mean, I think we've been assuming in our economic system that mm-hmm. natural capital is unlimited and we haven't put any value to it. Yes. But, you know, we are getting into, I mean, the science tells us that we already surpassed these planetary boundaries. boundaries yeah. yeah. And, you know, all the sort of flooding and all the wildfires yeah. and all these things that it's, we're experiencing. Yeah. yeah. There's telling us something yeah, is wrong, sure. right? And so I think um, just coming to realize that mm. we don't have any, you know, this is our home and why are we... We don't have a plan B exactly. Yeah. We don't have another yeah. planet to, to call home. This is it. Yeah. Yeah. And we should take care of our yeah. home and yeah. not really, uh, you know, extract it and mm-hmm. sort of deplete it um, as we have done, right? Yeah. So, yeah. So that's yeah, a few yeah. of the reasons why For we're sure. looking at them. I, um, I agree. And I think when you look back at like, say, 10, 20 years ago, right? It's not something... Yes, I think people have started to consider it, but not to the extent of, of now. Because once it's, you know, evidence is literally in your face, as we can see here, we go out and... I don't remember Singapore being this hot. Um, it's it's there and you can't you can't deny it mm-hmm. and um, I think it, it really pushes everyone to join on the wagon more than just seeing it as a trend yeah but actually having the encouragement and and drive to really really make a change yeah now um, with that being said so so much is happening in, 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 in the climate space right now and with that do you believe or, or rather what is it that you believe that will be the biggest game changer in how people invest as we move forward into the next say three to five to ten years after seeing what has happened in the last three to five ten years yeah I mean I think in general I have um, there is more interest um, you know in impact investing yeah. as, as as we talked before about like ESG mm-hmm. uh, investing or sustainable finance so I think that's a that's a positive trend and I also think that you know the, the younger generation Yes. is a lot more aware about yes. all these, you know, all climatic changes mm-hmm. and um, uh, so personally also wanting to work for an organization that is more impactful yeah. and also personally being more, you know, careful about their own carbon footprint yeah. and eating healthily and all yeah. that. So um, I do think that um, in in Asia, compared to, I guess, to Europe or North America, mm-hmm. um, maybe we're not the, the conscious or the mindfulness uh, of you right. know, investing <laughs> yeah uh, holistically uh-huh. is not there yeah. but I I am very yeah uh, optimistic yeah and and I believe that yeah we will see more positive, positive trends. changes yeah. yeah and also I think that partially it's been that there haven't been any role models or examples of companies mm. that yeah. you can present and say yeah these are the types the archetypes like look at that they're in they can it's not charity you know Uh, so e-fishery from Indonesia uh, you know is really I think giving us the narrative and you know to the guidelines as to yeah yeah and you know um, Gibran the Mm -hmm. CEO also comes from very humble beginnings and really understands like um, yeah the pain points of the fishermen and and so 
wanting to, yeah, how do you do that more sustainably, yeah. but also, you know, help improve livelihoods. Livelihood, yeah. yeah. Because also I think it goes, um, it goes beyond that, right? It's also how do we still be able to help the community? And um, yes, the environment, of course, is, is very important. But beyond that, there's the people, the community that yeah. can also sort of benefit yeah. from that. Yeah. Yeah. I think those two are completely intertwined. Yeah. And we cannot decouple them, right? Agreed. People um, deforest or overfish or, mm-hmm. you know, it, not because they like to do that. It's because it's a, of a livelihood, you yeah. know, um, kind of drive. And so, yeah, if we can create better livelihood yeah. opportunities, yes. then we will also be solving environmental Vart- issues. Problems. Right? I agree yeah. with that. Now, um, being based here in Singapore, I think a lot of people sort of see Singapore as like the uh, sort of leader of Southeast Asia when it comes to, to you know, being very good at, at doing their job in, you know, reducing carbon emissions, sticking to the book. How do you see that having, you know, being based here and working with a lot of um, different people and companies around Southeast Asia? Do, would you say you agree with that? Mm, I think that, I guess, like everything else in Singapore, <laughs> I think it comes from the top, right? Yeah. So there's definitely, I think, um, policies that are being rolled out. For example, yeah. the carbon tax mm-hmm. that's going to be effective uh, from next year yeah. um, on all companies. And so I think that will drive kind of the either, you know, understanding your own carbon footprint right. and how do you reduce that? Because mm-hmm. otherwise you'll be taxed and you or you can, you know, yeah. you'll have to offset that. Mm-hmm. So I think these policies and, and Singapore is very good with fines and taxes yes that's right <laughs> <laughs> so people get it people are used to it like, oh, yeah okay. yeah um, so creating that kind of like behavioral change right. yeah um, and I think that the government has also spent a lot of um, looking at it from a systems perspective like mm-hmm. investing from the you know from the academia you know the National University of Singapore yeah. has a program on uh, nature based solutions yes uh, so being you know strong on the science side um, to like you know we also have Climate Impact X which is a trading platform for carbon credit so I think the entire sort of ecosystem is being rolled out yeah Um, and yeah like you said I think acknowledging that the neighboring countries all have a lot of um, natural capital natural assets but um, exactly Singapore is an island on its own right and I think that's also um, just giving more awareness and consciousness as to how much they have to even strive to make sure mm. this island is taken care of. Because, like you said, yeah. you know, we don't. They um, Singapore doesn't have natural resources as much as the neighboring countries. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And you know, with uh, I guess sea level rises. Yeah, um, it's, it's you real. know, yeah, it's real. The heat. Yeah, <laughs> you can feel it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it was not this hot ten years ago, Patty, yeah. when you just moved here. I yeah. bet, right. <laughs> Yeah, and the humidity. Oh, wow. Well, Patty, thank you so much for sharing with us um, more on impact investing and how, honestly, I think at the end of the day, there's always something anyone and everyone can contribute to and making sure that we keep our planet uh, safe and cool because we don't have a plan B. This is our only home and it's important that we take care of it. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thank you so much, Patty. And that was Patty Chu sharing her thoughts on how investing with impact is indeed important. This is Full Circle with Circle Capital. I'm Karina Basraywan signing off. Catch you next time.